Welcome to Blooming Out on Community Radio, WFHB. Blooming Out is a forum by and for the LGBTQ plus community. Each week we explore the issues, events pertaining to the LGBT community in Indiana, the U.S., and internationally. We speak with guests about human rights, coming out, the legality of being gay, and much more. Blooming Out is a multiple award-winning program here on Community Radio, WFHB. Thanks for listening to Blooming Out. Good evening, everyone, and welcome. I'm Frankie Preslav. I'm Grant Rollins. And I am Justin Robertson. Tonight, our featured guest is Spike Ray Kirk, who began her career in broadcast industry with ABC News. She transitioned to public relations and then founded her own promotional company. She's now one of the most successful promotion um, company industries. Um, but first, let's get back to uh, Justin here and talk about what's on the LGBTQ news. Thanks, Frankie. Last week, we covered a story about a gay teacher who was disciplined for getting flowers from his husband. Sadly, we were reporting on yet another controversy involving an LGBT teacher, this time who was suspended for being gay. The Mansfield School District in Texas deserves a big, fat F for the way it has handled the controversy swirling around LGBT elementary school art teacher Stacy Bailey. For at least seven months, the district has failed to resolve the situation surrounding the popular teacher, ultimately bringing unwanted national attention to a district that has previously known success in the classroom. Bailey has been placed on administrative leave since September for allegedly talking about her sexual orientation with students at Charlotte Anderson Elementary School. By banishing her from the classroom, Administrators have shocked Bailey's colleagues, who have voted her Teacher of the Year at the school not once, but twice. Many parents are also unhappy. Then last week, the Mansfield School Board further confused the situation by renewing Bailey's contract while saying her case is under investigation. The latest turn in this twisted case came as some Mansfield teachers pressed for a change in the district anti-discrimination employment policy that will make it clear the district is not anti-LGBT. Bailey had talked to administrators about adding protections for lesbian, gay, bisexual, and transgender employees before being suspended. The Mansfield district needs to end its investigation of Bailey soon. Leaving the teacher's status in limbo hurts her and the students who would benefit from her acclaimed teaching. It sends a message that the district, for some reason, doesn't know how to address LGBT issues. Surely, administrators and board members know there are other LGBT teachers and students in Mansfield. They may not have the same high profile, but they are looking for a signal that the district will be inclusive. Resolving this case with a public explanation will end some of the speculation. It's also time to adopt an anti-discrimination policy that includes the LGBT community. Fort Worth, Texas, and other urban districts already have done this by including language in local policies that protects teachers from discrimination because of their sexual orientation, gender identity, and gender expression. Mansfield and other suburban school districts need to recognize they have valued employees who deserve an environment where they can work without fear. 
Bailey has been called a role model for other educators. Florence Bruner, a parent, told the Star-Telegram, There are two things we hope for the most. One is a teacher whose love of the subject inspires students. And the other is a teacher who cares deeply for our children. Stacy Bailey, without question, is both of these. But not every parent is happy with Bailey. At least one complained Bailey was trying to indoctrinate youngsters when showing them a collage of her family that included a photo of her wife. Administrators eventually met with Bailey about parental rights and age-appropriate conversations regarding topics of religion, politics, and sexual orientation. Bailey insists she's done nothing wrong. We don't know what really happened, but it's about time we did. It's past time for the Mansfield District to turn in its Stacy Bailey assignment. Right now, it's failing its students, teachers, and its community. Wow. So we're back at this again. Again? Can you believe it? No. So soon. <laughs> so soon. I don't know that it will ever end, though, especially in, you know, uh, schools. And there are so many differing opinions and uh, parents who have strong opinions about something. Well, it's back to like when we were discussing this last week about, you know, what what do you teach in school? I mean, what conversations should happen? And, you know, just as and I brought up again is um, about, you know, the gun violence and, and the issues on mm -hmm. that, that parents get so upset about getting off subject or talking about something that they're uncomfortable with or it's not quote, part of their family values, but then this discussion ends. And here's a teacher who, what, was teacher of the year twice, voted right. twice. It's very impressive. Um, that, you know, obviously is loved by her, you know, her, 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 her um, and students, students and, 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 and faculty. And even some parents, and, and, and definitely <laughs> some, and some parents as well. And, 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 you know, it's just like, it's time to put the superintendent and the school board in the corner and, and get to work. I mean, it's just, we spend so much work and time and energy on old stuff. Yeah. You know, so I don't know. I mean, what, what the solution is, is, I mean, I guess coming up with, um, you know, you know, as far as, uh, not curriculum, but uh, what's the word I'm looking for, um, policies mm -hmm. on, on how, you know, when a teacher, I, I don't know, it's, it's, it's her wife, right? So if you, we all know, when we were young, our teachers talked about their families, mm -hmm. and that was not an issue. So where's the issue? And, and how, do, how do you go about that? What do you think? You know, honestly, I don't really know, Frankie, because I just don't understand the problem and I can never get my mind around it, you know? So I don't know why uh, some parents would think it was okay if she had a husband and she had a picture of her husband and she talked to the kids about her family. Um, so it, it just has always baffled me my entire life. So do you send your kids to school and you want them to just be inside this little encapsule and, you know, this is we're going to talk A, B, C, D, and, and that's where it begins and starts. And I don't know. I think if, if that's what you're looking for, especially within public school, maybe you need to visit a religious school. I was about to say yeah, a private school. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, if, if that goes against, I, I think that's just, you know, what, what public school is about. It's, mm -hmm. it's, it's about, you know, the education. It's about community. And community exists of, of many parts. And if In many different backgrounds. Right. And if we mm -hmm. can't uh, communicate with, with one another, um, 
you know, we're going to have really stupid kids. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we well, will. I mean, we are. Yeah, I mean, it, it is. I mean, you know, and I, I say that tongue in cheek and not. Right. Um, you know, so it's it's just so frustrating, you know, and I don't you can't blame it just on Texas. I mean, you know, there's oh, no, there's it's other everywhere. communities, you know, up and around and about Texas and Indiana like to show off, though. I will we say. do. We mm-hmm. definitely like to fan our little peacock feathers. Yeah. Um, so it's just really frustrating. And I, you know, I, I guess the answer is that it's blown in the wind. I don't know. So, um, so I, I guess with this is you know I, we're going to wait for the next one to go off and and see what happens. But hopefully the school board will you know figure it out and and they'll have mm-hmm. conversations. And I'm, I'm sure the teachers union unions are all involved with this. And and something you know could can can be done to um, to to get this rolling. It's just you know again, I, it's just like we're, we're deer's in that we're deer in the headlights, you know, kind of thing. It's like you know how how do you uh, you, you just I mean I think any teacher at this point is what what, what can you say that's not going to get you in you know problems because you're going to hurt somebody's feelings. And when you hurt somebody's feelings, somebody yeah, you offend yeah. somebody, and then they kick you out of class. Well, I'm wondering, Frankie, since you're a gay dad, I'm you have gay. eight children. You just outed me. You what? <laughs> so oh, was you I? Just, you just outed me. I'm not supposed me. to talk about you? No. Oh, of course. Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> this, is, this is a gay radio show. You have like... eight kids. <laughs> you, um, I mean, have you had any problems? As far with, as with school, I mean, no. You know what? We've you know we live in a bubble here in Monroe County. Yeah, it's true. And I always think everything, every place is like right, and same, it's not, right. Know, and it's know. it's never really been an issue. I mean, years ago there were definitely um, we we filtered a lot more. Um, I mean, we never were felt that we couldn't necessarily talk about who we were as parents, mm-hmm. but we definitely, you know, back in the late '80s, we did filter, but that was that was a, a whole nother time. But uh, no, try to filter Daddy Frankie now. That's a whole other story. Or one of my kids' teachers as well on that one. Well, I hate to cut you guys off, but here's one for the birds. Two male vultures from the artist Amsterdam Royal Zoo in Holland have a literal case of empty nest syndrome. A chick they've raised together since birth has been released into the wild. Zookeeper Job Van Toll noted the male birds were a very tight couple. We have had them for some years, Van Toll told the BBC. They always build a nest together, bond, and mate together. Last year, when the two males noticed a lone egg none of the other birds would adopt, they took it under their wing, helped it to hatch in spring 2017. Though it was initially put in an incubator, keepers later moved it to the nest the male birds had built together in the enclosure. The adoptive parents were very protective of their chick, a baby griffin vulture, especially since it was the zoo's first successful hatching in five years. Another hatchling was raised by a male-female pair rescued from a road accident. After a year at the zoo, the fledgings were set free in Sardinia as part of a conservation project. Sardinia's native vulture population was decimated during World War II and poisoned baits, or and by poison baits in the post-war years. Sorry, today griffin vultures still critic are still critically endangered, but with the caring nurturers like the ones at the Amsterdam Zoo, that will hopefully change. Same-sex parents are not uncommon in the animal kingdom, or even the vulture world. In 2006, Izzy and Nordhorn, a pair of male vultures at the Tierpark Nordhorn Zoo in Germany, cared for an egg after it accidentally fell from a tree and was rejected by its mother. The couple, who showed no interest in females, began preparing a beautiful nest almost immediately. 
Go Vultures. Yeah. This is an awesome story. <laughs> it a is. happy story. It's really cute. And what I like about it is also that it involves vultures. You never hear anything <laughs> heartwarming about vultures. But, you know, you I want to tune in for this one. Yeah. Um, at our lake house, we, mm-hmm. all the vultures, I'm going to call, all, I'm going to say all the vultures. All the vultures? All the vultures. Are gay. Yeah, yeah, in Monroe, Monroe County. Right. All hang out at my house. <laughs> yeah, of course <laughs> they, they do. do. They There's a tree. And every <laughs> night they fly in mm-hmm. and they all land on a tree. And for years, and that's where they live. And and I knew nothing really about vultures, and like, ugh, they look like flying well, monsters. Um, <laughs> but I became like, I'd wake up in the morning, and I, they're they're out You're there. You're gonna insult vultures? And, now. No, I love vultures. Yeah. I'm all about vultures, and and I love that you know possibly, and that's maybe why they moved in because then mm. the gays you know move into the yeah. lake, and then we had to bring the gay vultures. <laughs> they probably saw you making all <laughs> those drinks and, and all the cooking your food. You know, the all the umbrella straws. <laughs> You guys will come out at like six o'clock when the vultures come in and they fly around the house and they're probably gay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So this makes me happy. I can't wait to have this conversation with my partner's uh, parents who uh, did vote for Trump that now what that now. We have gay vultures. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Unless they're secretly like part of the administration and they're watching you. That's no, I don't think so. There you go. They might be drones. They have cameras. Surprise. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> so what we learned is, of course, there's, you know, so, I mean, I don't know a lot about, you know, you know, zoology and, 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 and birds and stuff, but it is within the kingdom. Mm-hmm. The animal kingdom is that, you know, it, it exists and, um, you know, that this story is going on. I guess I think you can... Um, YouTube this, and there's also, I think they had a live cam for a while with these guys. So what were you saying before I got all into my, my story? Because you lo- you're the one that brought the story. You, you were like, Yeah, me. well, I read about it. And, um, well, what the, the uh, hatchling that they had has now taken wing, grown right. up. You know, they, they successfully raised a baby to adulthood. And I don't know, I was just a little verklempt by it, Yeah, I have to say. Um, (laughs) And for the first time, as I said before, like the vultures actually looked cute to me, you know, as they were just kind of (laughs) on their eggs. It changed my whole perception, is that wrong? No, not at all. No. Well, I think it shows too that like, we're all instinctual beings, whether we're birds or people. So like, I'm sure they were just instinctually there together. Like, oh, there's a baby where, you know, now. Pushing their Vakfachi's stroller, you know, up there. (laughs) Right. You know, buying I'm sure they just chose the lifestyle, though. I'm sure they (laughs) (laughs) Hopefully they don't work in education anytime soon. Well, I hope they're not teaching. It was probably their teacher that told them. (laughs) 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 Okay. Don't touch that dial while we take a few minutes to enjoy some music from our featured artists this week.
Welcome back to Blooming Out. You have been listening to Abibio Sound Machine. Hey, Mr. President, it's time to get your drag on. A thousand drag queens will welcome Trump to London when he visits. Queen Elizabeth won't be the only queen greeting Donald Trump when he visits the UK in July. A thousand people have signed on to a Facebook invitation for a drag queen protest to greet the president in London on July 13th. Another nearly 7,000 people are interested in attending. Manchester drag performer Cheddar Gorgeous and four other performers have issued the call to all drag kings, queens, queers, and our allies. End quotes. Due to the (laughs) appalling way that the Trump administration has regarded the rights and welfare of the LGBTQI communities in the U.S., the idea of a Trump visit to the U.K. is unacceptable, the invitation says. Let's get visible, stand with our sisters and brothers and others in America. Gorgeous has also spread the word through an April 30th guest column in the Guardian newspaper. She and her group, Violet Blonde, Licorice Black, 
Anaphylactic, and Johnny Banks are making plans to meet in a central location and join the main protest against Trump. In an interview with the British site Gay Star News, Cheddar cited Trump's attacks against transgender people in the U.S. military and his removal of protections for transgender students. There's also a broad issue around visibility, Cheddar says. There's a wider point to be made about an attack on diversity. Diversity is becoming a scapegoat by the Trump administration and the people who support it. The July visit was confirmed April 25th. Trump's plans for an earlier visit to the new U.S. Embassy in London fell apart in the face of protests. He blamed former President Barack Obama, of course, for the sale of the or, sorry, yeah, for the sale of the former embassy building. This trip is described as a working visit. Likely translation, the royals aren't keen on it, though the BBC reports that he'll likely meet Queen Elizabeth. As for the May 19th's royal wedding, neither Trump nor the Obamas have been in invited to witness the nuptials of Prince Harry and American Meghan Markle, the BBC reported on April 10th. Neither has British Prime Minister Theresa May, initially a Trump supporter. Thus, Trump's July visit is an opportunity to use drag as an extravagant way to show our differences, Cheddar said. I think historically that's what drag has done. From the Stonewall riots to the AIDS crisis, there's something very special in standing out and drawing attention. So, I mean, go drag queens. Go yeah. drag queens. I'm going to that show. What a fabulous <laughs> story. I mean, a drag a queen tonight. protest. Yeah, I can just imagine. I mean, that just, that sounds like fun. I think all of Europe will be there. <laughs> all, the, all the big, I mean, that's just I think like, we should go. I think we definitely book. Um, I love the name Cheddar Gorgeous, too. That's a good one. That is a good one. What would your drag queen name be? Mine? Yeah. <laughs> I already was born with one, you know. No, I didn't know. No, I, I was, yeah, I, I was born Dandelion Mead. Dandelion Mead. I, I mean, is that, maybe that's not a, mm. a drag queen That sounds name. like a drag queen that's name. That's pretty good. It could be. I think mine a would be. A hippie drag queen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, we got to, yeah, we got to, yeah, that's not a modern What about yours? Queen. What would mine be? I, I don't know. Maybe Summer Clearance. Summer Clearance. <laughs> <laughs> You said that really fast. I know. I've been thinking about that one. You have? Oh, well. <laughs> okay. And then you, Grant? I'm sure you um, have 30 of them. Maybe like Sarah Toning. Sarah Toning. Uh -huh. My friend so I can't actually say that one. So <laughs> <laughs> actually. Get back to the, the uh, queens. Spike, our guest here, Would do you have a, a Jack King name you think you would use? Oh, Lord. Or drag queen, whatever you want. Yeah. I feel like Spike would work. Yeah, I think Spike, I think Spike would work. I was born in 67, so that tells you something about my parents. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, so um, Trump's going to be, um, you know, picked up by a bunch of uh, drag queens. And uh, I don't know. It's uh, I, I just, I guess we're going to get into politics here because this is just, you know, uh, part of, kind of what's going on with t the times mm -hmm. is that I guess he'll probably be the first president. Maybe not. Maybe not. Mm -hmm. um, that was uh, greeted by uh, a bunch of foreign, <laughs> well, in their country, not, but, you know, <laughs> uh, you know, drag queens. Um, it's just a sad state for the United States, but it's awesome that, you know, we have uh, brothers and sisters out there that are, are obviously it's hard mm -hmm. not to pay attention to what's going on over here it's just so shocking um within the the community i mean i think we've always gathered as a community from way back in the day till now so True. it's not shocking and it's a great thing that they're doing kind of reminds me of um like when the westboro baptist church was relevant thank god they're not anymore but right. when they were relevant there was always i feel like gay protesters and stuff there to kind of block them from whatever they were doing so right so you know just 
I hope they get a lot of media coverage because I really, really want to see the outfits. You know, yes. so I, I, I just really hope everybody goes all out for right. it. Another thing I want to say is I really, you know, I really love the queen, and I hope that she does not meet with Trump. Well, she's going to because she is I the know. queen. Yeah, but she is the queen. She could say exactly. no queen. Yeah, I, I know, but the, I mean, she meets with a lot of unnice people. Un, is that unnice? Unnice. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know. Are they orange? Are they orange? I don't, I don't discriminate against orange people. I well, want to be clear. Apparently you do. You uh, well, no. Do. It's just <laughs> it's just Trump. It's, I, I don't know. I, I don't think that she should acknowledge him. We, nobody should acknowledge him. <laughs> <laughs> queen or not. I mean, hello. <laughs> we have to, you know, have the queen tell us what to do. I don't acknowledge him. I wonder, has she ever refused? Do you guys know to meet with I don't anyone? Know. I've, I, I, my history goes for the Queen is what was that show? The Crown. Yeah. Did yes. you guys watch that? I haven't. Yes, but I heard of it's course. amazing. Oh, it is. It is. And so that's oh, what, I loved that, it. That's it's all great, my history great. on the Queen that I. That's know all you from, know. I mean, I know from There's like lot, People right? Magazine. Oh, there is a <laughs> there is a lot from that. Um, Does I it can, shock you though? Then. That she's not, or that she is going to meet with him, or do you think? No, I mean she should, she you know, is, like through a, protocol, meet with the president of the United States. But she has been very cool towards Trump. Hmm. You know, I, I mean, mean, she's kind she, of old-fashioned. I would yes, say, especially I mean, from the show too, with everything that happened. Right, and, and that's the thing is, I just don't think that she, I don't know, would be very happy with him and the way he is. Um, but I don't know. I mean. I like to pretend she's my best friend, but she's not. Do you? Yeah. I like to pretend him he's gonna like cuss and she's gonna like choke. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I just I, I I'm hoping she'll just get out of it somehow. You know. No, I think it would be. He's cause what's he's gonna do there? He's gonna do everything wrong. Right. You think he's gonna follow I, protocol? No, and I don't do? want him to No, he's I, gonna uh, totally humiliate the United I don't, States even more. Yeah. He's yeah. gonna no, I think he should go and meet her because he will totally make a mule of himself. But I wanted to say something else. Mm. That was exactly. We can't say the other word. No. Um, but he really. Okay. I don't think so. America. I'm not, I'm, not, the free. I'm not paying the bill. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Do I'm we get fine? <laughs> I'm going with mule. Um, um, yeah. I'm, no, I don't know. I, <laughs> <laughs> and so as far as that, so uh, um, so we got to stay tuned for that. I, we I, and we definitely have to follow up a show on that, and we might yes. have to go Bring live Instagram. Yes, actually, you know what? We should invite um, some of the queens from our. Okay, local. it's July thirteenth. Okay, maybe Which we, is, we should have our own protest we and could, go and, and we drag. Could all dress up and drag. Yeah, hey people out there, let's do it. We could definitely do. We that. could meet with those peace guys that are always on the. At the on, courthouse. On, on Thursday, is it Thursdays? I don't know what day it is, but we they're always holding that. the peace signs. And we could do that. We could well, everything. We could actually make it a new holiday. <laughs> <laughs> I think we totally could make it a new. Oh holiday. my gosh! Bloomington would love that. Yes. So we proclaim July thirteenth, Drag Queen National, not Trump protest. something. Trump <laughs> protest. <laughs> National <laughs> Drag Queen <laughs> Protest Day against. There will always be something to protest. Right. Well, but it has to be against injustice. Injustice. There injustice. we go. Yes. Injustice, and we'll find it. Gosh, there's actually. I mean, there's somebody with a brain here. Thank you. Not as old as us. <laughs> can actually think of words. Oh, we're talking about the baby. Yeah, we're talking there. about the baby Grant. Yes, of baby course, Grant. Yeah. Baby Grant. Yeah, we had to bring my art degrees made me a little creative, I guess. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you for six years, IU. Six years, yeah. <laughs> Doctor Grant. <laughs> Doctor Grant on on what we want for that. So, anyways, so we we have um, 
this going on, but uh, uh, I think we, we covered all that. I mean, is there anything else that we need to talk about? That Spike, do you, I'm gonna put you on the spot. Do you have anything to add to the, the drag queen controversy that's going to start? I mean, Korea might get involved in this one. I definitely think that Bloomington should show up on July 13th and you guys should do a live remote out at the courthouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. I like where I you're going with this, Mike. I like okay. it. I think actually- Who can we challenge? Isn't there like some bar owner that we could maybe challenge? Um, that like I would know. That has start some beef, you mean? That what? starts with <laughs> like, yeah. Should we just challenge? Like yeah. the, <laughs> something with the door? <laughs> we could totally invite two of those ladies. I think they would maybe be on that. Oh, maybe Nikki a and Smooth. smooth. There we oh, go. Yeah, I was yeah, trying yeah, to get yeah, you yeah. like you know to to bring it up, but it wasn't going to happen. Well, uh, was that some shade? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I I don't know. I'm a former blonde. People don't know this about me. Some things just go right over my head. Yeah, I remember that. You, you do were, remember. Yeah, I remember you were. You were but he, Justin yeah. had a lot of hair, and it was blonde, but it wasn't his. The hair was his. The, the blonde, blonde wasn't? wasn't his. <laughs> but there was a no, lot. No, I was born blonde. I, I was. I didn't know you were no, blonde. When were you blonde? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Remember you said liberals can't lie? I want to fact check. <laughs> All right. Fact check, fact check. <laughs> oh, Frankie. Yeah, I brought it up. Okay. Well, this show is going nowhere. <laughs> um, blooming out, friends. Please don't touch that dial while we take a break for a few minutes to enjoy some music from our future artist. Ibibo's Cry.
That was a Bebo sound machine. And I think that the track was called Cry. <laughs> Am I right? Yay! <laughs> I had two tracks on here and I just wasn't sure. Um, okay. We are back. And our special guest today is the amazing Spike Ray Kirk. Yay! <laughs> Spike is the founder of We Work It Entertainment Group. She is an industry leader in guerrilla marketing in the music industry, and she has handled promotions for A-list music artists, including Justin Timberlake, Shakira, Black Eyed Peas, Green Day, and Clint Black, <laughs> among others. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I've seen your study, and it's just filled with like anybody imaginable. Any uh, pop star imaginable. I, I feel very blessed. You are blessed. You are blessed. Um, but I have to. I have to talk a little bit more about you before we get into discussing things. Um, Spike has also produced uh, more than twenty-five large-scale events for many companies, such as Verizon, Levi Strauss, Intel, MTV, Mattel, the San Francisco AIDS Danceathon which I want to hear all about. That sounds really fun. And the Global DJ Mix Awards. Spike's breadth and depth of experience over 20 years has made her one of the most successful promoters in the industry. She has been ranked among the 100 influential leaders of music promotions in the world by URB Magazine, as well as among the 100 influential <coughs> leaders of electronic music in the U.S. by Dance Star. Welcome, Spike. We are so happy yeah, to have you welcome. on the show. Thank you guys so much Yay. for having me. Oh, we're happy to have you. It's been really fun. You have done so much great work. I mean, I'm just so impressed with your resume and the list of events that you've done and everything. So uh, let's talk about the San Francisco AIDS Dance-a-thon. What was that? And I, I noticed you are a producer of it. Did you start that? No, so the San Francisco Th AIDS Dance-a-thon had been going on for 20-plus years by the time I came in. I actually okay. came in on the very last one actually oh. uh, unfortunately what happens with the like don't tell me you killed it no I didn't actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what happened was is that basically the people that were producing it before were you know this is a nonprofit event you're trying to give as much money back as possible to the community and it's supported over 25 different agencies in the Bay Area and uh, they were spending a lot of money on this thing it was they got up there to spend about a million dollars on producing this event and then an audit was done of the event, and unfortunately, they found out that uh, some of those monies weren't going where they were supposed to Ouch. be going oh, from the no. producers. So I, at that point, you know, I'd been working with the city. So for you long. saved the day. Well, uh, I yeah 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 yeah, yeah. I did okay. I did. yeah don't <laughs> I did I saved all of San Francisco. Don't be, don't be modest. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So after an audit had happened and stuff, uh, you know, the city had reached out to me because I'd worked with the city on a lot of different events for the city and stuff, and uh, I kind of came in and took a look at the books and stuff, and I was just like, whoa, I couldn't believe how much money they were spending. I was like, this is a nonprofit event. I mean, you're spending a million dollars on this. It's like we can produce this for. You know, two hundred thousand dollars. And I, I mean, the, the money I, I uh, assume was supposed to go to AIDS research. Uh, just all kinds of different types of AIDS organizations. Okay. So AIDS research, AIDS hospice, uh, AIDS education. 
you know, lyric programs, just all kinds of just different things. Mm-hmm. So, but it was uh, it was like uh, Meals on Wheels type of thing. You know, there was a lot of like a, a lot of hospice care places and mm-hmm. stuff there mm-hmm. for people living with HIV and AIDS. So, but there was like twenty five different organizations that were involved. You know, that were getting money that really depended upon this money and stuff, and. You know, the people that were producing it really kind of got rich off producing the mm-hmm. event. And, you know, I kind of grew up from, by the way, I'm in the music world, but I can't even hum. So, <laughs> but, uh, I love that. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, I always, always came from, was like, if you're doing something, you want to be giving back as well also, too. And, and I started out, you know, managing bands and didn't have a lot of money. And so came from that world of, like, you kind of just had to pull all the resources together to kind of create events or promote artists or whatever. And I was just like, why aren't they going after sponsorships? Why aren't they asking artists to do this for free? I mean, like, mm-hmm. why are they paying, you know, Madonna, you know, a half a million dollars to come do this? I mean, thank <gasps> you, Madonna, she took for coming. The money? Of course mm. she did. You know, it's just. <laughs> Am I? Oh no, I'm offending a Madonna fan. Oh, no. I am going to be thrown out of the studio. Yeah, I was talking <laughs> bad about the queens. <laughs> but I mean, I basically kind of just went in and, you know, pulled from, you know, the artists and stuff that I knew and with the community that I knew and and went to different city organizations and really got us to, like, give us, the, you know, the venues and all these things for free. Mm-hmm. And even down to, like, the cranes that were hanging the lights and all that stuff and everything. And long story short, you know, we I said we could do it for $220,000 and we produced it for one hundred eighty thousand dollars and we raised over three million dollars wow. yay Amazing. they should have gave you san francisco <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh she already I, I did she get took it now what year was this oh uh, god i can't remember uh it was in the 90s uh no, who can were you alive then? I, I was. <laughs> <laughs> I was 12. But, uh, right. it, it was, it was in the 90s. I, I can't remember. I, I, I think 98, 1998. Right, okay. Yeah. okay, yeah. And uh, we had Coolio. Coolio came. Really? And, yeah, and then I, what I did was, because I was in the DJ world and stuff, we brought DJs from all around the world out there. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we had over 50 DJs because it's a 24-hour event. That we did. And I would did it for the first time, too, whereas we made it all ages and it was after hours and, um, you know, and just brought in different types of music to San Francisco for the first time. So bringing in hip hop and drum and bass and trance and all that. And so the dance thon before was just like, you know, disco. Oh, wow. That is so I mean, that's so amazing. And it must have been such a fun, wonderful time and experience for you. Now, was this one one of your first events? No, 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 no. No, no, no. You've I, been doing it a long time yeah. since you were So I've eight. had uh, We Work It for 25 years. 25 years. For 25 and years. And how did it start? Was it your idea? What made you do this? Well, like I said, you I, wanted a fabulous I can't even home, but I, I loved music. Mm-hmm. And uh, when I was in San Francisco, I'd go, I was going to grad school. I would just go out and see a lot of bands. And there was this band that I saw that I really liked. And after they got finished playing, I went up to them and I said, do you have a manager? And they said, no. And I said, I could be your manager. And uh, that turned out to be Stone Fox. So awesome. uh, then from there, you know, I, I manage groups like Lettucey. So she just was recently nominated for a Grammy. Really? And uh, then I also managed Tribe 8, who had been oh, through Bloomington back in the I, day. Yeah, I, I've seen them a few times back yeah, then. back in the day. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, really quickly, though, I was just like, all right, I'm not really cut out for, like, the, the management world. But I really liked supporting artists, and I liked supporting community things. And so I just really got into this thing of, like, trying to do events exposing people to new and different types of music, but also raising money for different causes. 
That's awesome. That is awesome. And you describe, um, uh, you talk about guerrilla marketing techniques. Yeah, I'm really curious. What, 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 what exactly about. is that? Well, <laughs> <laughs> is it a term you came up with? No, I don't think no? so. I oh. don't think Am so. Am I just out of it? Well, you don't um, have to answer. Uh, no, I, I mean, it's just, uh, <laughs> I really just believe in like a, a full on connection to the audience. I mean, I think the bad thing, I work with a lot of large brands and stuff now, and you can, especially the kids nowadays, they can tell when something's not authentic. You know, they don't want to be sold to, you know, they want mm-hmm. to be part of Is the that actual true? experience. Yes. yes. Yeah. They want to be part of the actual experience. And so that's where I really come from. I was like, you know, instead of paying an artist a million dollars to come and show up to be at your trade show or something like that, why don't we like, let's integrate the people that are at this event and teach them something about that's going on with this type of music or give them something back that they can relate to so that it's an authentic experience that they want to be part of. I mean, for instance, like with the Black Eyed Peas, you mentioned them earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I'd worked with them for a very, very long time. And, uh, you know, Honda came in and gave them a million dollars to be like their big sponsor. But at that time I was working with Verizon and they're like, oh, I can't believe we lost out on that. I was like, why would you want to pay a million dollars for that? They're giving away one car. Do you know how many people are going to see that show and how many people is going to get that one car? One person is going to get that one car. That's not fun. That's not cool. Right, right. I'm like, so, and Justin doesn't need that money. He needs advertising. You've got advertising. You're talking about Justin Timberlake, Justin JT, Timberlake. not Justin, Justin Robertson. Timberlake. He does no. need that money. He doesn't. He does need that money. <laughs> but uh, I was like, Justin Timberlake needs advertising dollars. You've got plenty of advertising uh-huh. dollars. Let's just go and say that we're going to give them advertising in different markets. And we spend all of our money doing an experience for the people that are coming to see his show before the show during the show and after the show and that's how that's kind of guerrilla marketing it's just mm-hmm. kind of creating these authentic experiences never selling anything but always just like having the audience be part of something so they feel closer to the artist well, so I feel can, like from that sorry they're no, more likely to or at least my, my experience like post on social media and that's a way of also just like free free marketing like they just are marketing the experience because they had such a good time absolutely absolutely and grant it seems like you completely understood what spike was talking about about uh younger people wanting to be more involved and um how how do younger people like to be more involved would you say is it sharing things on social media or well i think i don't know about the involvement part i mean yes we want to be involved but again she was you were kind of saying that um we're it's easy for us to tell when something's like BS. Yeah. Okay. And so, and not just with music, but even like with food and just like stuff, like even going to a market or something to buy something, you're going to a grocery store. Like we're just like less likely, like we want to know everything. Like we're, we can just like catch something if it's fishy, you know? Okay. And it kind of turns us off. So right. I don't know. I think that's just with the power of like the internet, social media. Authenticity is key. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so somebody like Spike meets your needs. Um, yeah, hope. I mean, put, it, putting on those shows. <laughs> you, you are awful cute. Oh, thank you. <laughs> so speaking uh, of cute, um, I want to kind of, I don't know if I'm backtracking, but I'm trying to bring it back to the theme of our show, the gay thing, um, or just being a woman, getting into this um, industry. Um, was that, you know, were you out at the time? Um, I mean, San Francisco, whatever. But was it, you know, dealing with like your male counterparts that possibly were straight and here you are this you know kind of new girl in in town that was maybe a little different and and you know people weren't used to was it more of a struggle or do you think that you you know fill in the blanks well so i actually went to college at the university of southern indiana in evansville and at that time i worked at abc news and that's uh 
I was totally out there, but just also didn't quite make a big deal of it. But there was a new, uh, uh, funny enough, a woman broadcaster that actually came in who was married and stuff and uh, and made a, a big deal about it, which was really, which, yeah, not to Seriously? me, but just kind of like behind the scenes. Um. And it was really funny how everybody was just all like, whoa, wait a minute. They had my back. I didn't even know any of this was like going on. And uh not because of me, I don't think, but uh, the, she ended up getting fired. But uh, oh, she that did was over really this? The, yeah, I mean, it was <laughs> really odd. So, wow. Uh, can I say her name? I don't even know. No, I don't know. Yeah, I Maybe not. Name, but I can't even remember her name. I don't name, know. But, uh, say her name. Yeah, say her. Let's. <laughs> Van Dorn. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's put on drag and go protest her. <laughs> yeah, right. Hey, um, Spike, we need to um, put this discussion on hold for a few moments while we do our uh, weekly events calendar. And then we'll come back with some. Good stories. Okay, there are a few things happening around town tonight. Tom Thacker is going to be performing at the Comedy Attic. There's karaoke at Bear's Place Back Room, Risk Watch at Bluebird Nightclub, and the Stay Sharp Dance Party with DJ Ricky at the back door. All those things happening tonight, how will you decide? You can find our complete calendar listing available at wfhb.org. To get your event listed in the calendar, please send full details to calendars at wfhb.org at least one week in advance. The events calendar is a volunteer-powered public service of your community radio station, WFHB. Now back to Blooming Out. Welcome back. Um, so let's pick up from kind of where we left. Um, we were talking about just, Justin, you wanted to pick up from, uh, I guess, some stories. That, uh, <laughs> yeah. So well, we were having uh, side conversations during the break, and uh, I caught everybody Yeah, No, there. I don't feel like I've ever been uh, discriminated, you know, in the workforce. Seriously, not at all. I mean, I, I feel like I've been really, really lucky. And I think maybe part of that is, you know, being a lesbian, uh, you know, the guys don't feel threatened or whatever like that. And then being a lesbian, the women don't really feel threatened by that. And then when I'm out with the guys, their wives don't feel really threatened mm -hmm. by that. So uh, so it actually works in your favor. Yeah, yeah. I honestly feel like it has worked in my favor being gay. And uh, there's uh, not a lot of, I mean, in the music promotion side of stuff, there's mm -hmm. not a lot of people. But definitely, I mean, I do a lot of country stuff. There's definitely not a lot of out <laughs> people in, in the country. country although there are a few. Um, I can't think of their names now. <laughs> she came out with like a documentary. Yeah, I can think of it. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, I've read about uh, some. But anyway, you had a story about Clint Black. Would you care yeah, to yeah, share? Yeah, so right. I'm friends with Doc McGee, who's the manager for Bon Jovi and Kiss and Darius Rucker. And I was actually coming to see Darius at one of his fundraiser shows. And uh, and he's a country star now. He's a country he used star, to be with Hootie and the, and the Blowfish. Blowfish. Yeah. All right. Yeah, and I was coming backstage to like see him. There was a lot of different artists and stuff performing and everything. And uh, I was coming up the freight elevator and coming around the corner. And then there's this long corridor there with all the dressing rooms like off to the sides. And it's just like what you would think backstage, you know, mm -hmm. people smoking and drinking and talking and hanging out and playing guitar or whatever. And I, I walk around the corner and at the end of the hall, uh, Darius and Doc are standing down there and they both, they see me at the same time and I see them and I put my hands up and I go, all right, the party can start. The lesbians <laughs> here now. <laughs> and right when I said that, I was standing next to Clint Black's dressing room and I've never oh met him God. before. And he walked right out and he was just like, oh, oh, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Turn around and walk back in his dressing room. 
<laughs> so he didn't want to party with a lesbian. Uh, I don't think he knew what to make of that. Okay. But, uh, That's hysterical. What about JT? Because we all love JT. He what, he is as he nice. He seems like as, a sweet guy. Yeah, I did both of his tours, and uh-huh. uh, he's incredible. His whole team is incredible. His family is incredible. And, you know, that was uh, talking about authentic experiences stuff. That was something that we created where, you know, people could go on social media and kind of post their stories about what they liked about his music and stuff. And we did mm-hmm. what this thing was called a sound check party. And we would have some fans come like before the event and they got to go backstage. Was this your idea? Yeah. And they oh, got to go under the stage awesome. and they got to see his wardrobe and they got yeah. to see his dogs and stuff oh. like that. And they got to see him do the actual sound check and then like get a picture and stuff, you know, as opposed to spending a million dollars for a car. I want to meet know. JT's dogs. They're, they're can boxers. you introduce us? I can. I can. <laughs> well, I want to meet JT. They're, they're really cute. But I actually have a funny story, though, actually, <laughs> yeah. with it. So it was uh, backstage. This was actually like Madison Square Garden, actually. Uh, so you know, back in the back area or whatever. And uh, uh, I was talking to Timberland because Timberland was also part of the show and we're just backstage, we're talking. And I could see the big, huge garage doors come up and I see like a black SUV come in. So I know it's like one of the artists, but Timberland and I are just chatting or whatever. And then this, all of a sudden, this little Yorkshire Terrier runs over to me. <laughs> and I have a Yorkshire Terrier named Buster. So I love Yorkies. And I was like, oh! So uh, Timberland and I are down on the ground and we're like, look how cute you And I see these two feet you know two pairs of shoes walk up next to me and one you could tell is female one you could tell is male and i I pick up the yorkie and i stand up and i scream carrie hart (laughs) and for uh, for those of you don't know carrie hart is pink's husband and uh he is a professional motocross racer and she looks at him and she hits him in the chest she goes see honey i told you people know who who, who you are (laughs) and she took the dog and walked away and timberland looked at me and he goes smooth moves my ex (laughs) so uh, i I've embarrassed myself quite a few times. That's so great. What's your favorite story? My favorite story? Oh. Uh, She can't tell it. Well, then your next well, favorite story. Uh, I've had I've had fun times with the pussycat dolls. Oh, I was good. Oh, 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 fun oh, times with the pussycat dolls. Really? Are they yeah. fun? They are fun. They are fun. Uh, Shakira, very nice. Uh huh. Uh, do her hips see. lie? Uh, you know the the Green Day guys were really interesting because mm. I worked with them very early on when they were at the Gilmore Space. You know, uh, all the way from when they just doing clubs, then going into arenas, and then going into stadiums and stuff. And it was really really cool. You know, seeing those guys progress as artists and stuff. And you know, and I come from both sides of the world, underground world as well as kind of like the corporate hey let's make some money world Mm -hmm. too and they got a lot of backlash you know like oh you're selling out this and that and i was just like well actually no they're just bringing their audience to a a, their music to a larger audience and it's really cool now to like really see a whole new wave of like fans come and really dig and get green day because they're incredible musicians they're really really incredible they're really incredible oh that's so much fun now i remember you had uh was it your niece that you niece surprised Chloe. with Justin Timberlake? Yeah. My, so, <laughs> yeah. This is a cute story. Yeah. So, my niece Chloe, uh, I uh, had got her picked up in a limo and uh, had the swag bag of all the stuff of like Justin Timberlake and, you know, total VIP, you know, got to go backstage and hang out in the dressing room and meet Justin and was all the whole time and got the laminate and the badges and everybody's <laughs> treating her like royal treatment. She got to go on the stage and under the <laughs> was stage she about ready to and die? all these 
photos. And then you know what she says to me? Hey, Aunt Spike, do I get to meet Pink? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, and I was like, well, unfortunately, no, since I didn't know who she was and I liked her husband. So, uh, <laughs> no, actually, I was able to, like, kind of finagle some. So, she got her. to meet Pink, too? She did get to meet oh. Pink. Justin Timberlake and Pink? Yeah. Yeah. Favorite aunt. Yeah. When was this? Oh, God. Once again, I can't remember. It's in the 2000s, 2006. <clears throat> Seven. I did. Mo- I did. I did all of his tours, mm-hmm. all his U.S. tours. So he'll be coming out with his next U.S. tour soon. So will you uh, be working on that? Do you think? I won't be working on that. I won't be okay. working on that one. Have you met? Sorry. Side note. Have you met Chris Stapleton? I have not met Chris Stapleton, uh, but I've heard that he's really, collab- really. When, I don't know. Their two collabs are. Yeah, they I've performed at the really Grammys good. or something yeah. two years ago. I, I've watched that so many times. I thought it was genius. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Who's the biggest diva? That you've worked with. Oh God! Well, you know, I wouldn't. I would have to actually say that probably Shakira's old manager was probably the biggest diva. <laughs> 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 uh, but you know, um, but she got stuff done though. She uh-huh. definitely got stuff done, and she wasn't joking around with like the meet and greet stuff. When you know, she was like, "You got five hundred people to go through a meet and greet. You got three minutes to do it. You right. better do it in right. three minutes." <laughs> so, but no, all the artists are—they're all very nice people, and you know, really, you know down to earth and they're just like us some days they have good days and some days they have bad days you know but you know they're they're under their microscope they've always got to be on they've always got to be smiling you know Mm -hmm. and so uh, but no everybody I've met is really super nice I think probably one of the most interesting meetings I ever got to go to was I got to uh, had a meeting in uh, uh, the air at the airport in Nashville in a private airport hangar and then I had to get um is it FDA or, or FCA or what's the Federal Aviation FAA? Oh, like we would know. FAA. Yeah, FAA. I had, to get, I, had to get, I had to get clearance to walk through a door. I'm a former blonde. To like <laughs> <laughs> clearance for the, to walk through the I door. Actually a a blonde, so. I actually am a blonde. I, I was too. Anyway. I had to get clearance to actually walk through this door to actually walk into this private garage to get on this airplane. Just to not go anywhere, just to have a meeting because the airplane was going to be leaving. And so uh, I just... I I just thought I was meeting with somebody's mom and their manager, mm-hmm. and then here walks in Taylor Swift. So oh, that, wow. that that was kind of cool. That was <laughs> that was one of those moments where you're like, okay, so this is my day at work. Yeah, you know. So, so they didn't tell you like it was a surprise meeting of like. Well, I knew that I was working with Taylor, but, but I just know. didn't know yeah. that. Yeah, I was. It was going to be meeting her on her plane. What an entrance, huh? Yeah, yeah. 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 She knows how to make an entrance. <laughs> yeah, she does. she does. That's cool. And so, with all of this, you must travel a lot. I do. I do. So you're on the road. How much? A lot. A lot. A lot. <laughs> a lot. I travel constantly. Pro- you know, probably like weekly and stuff. Do you have any um, extra flyer miles? <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah, I do. Adopt yeah. Well, when I first started doing <laughs> it, you know, I was on the tour bus and stuff, you know, and now now that I'm older. But, I mean, let me tell you what, though. If you guys ever get a chance to sleep on a tour bus, it's called the coffin. Uh-huh. And the bunks, man, it is like going back to be like a baby or something like that. Really? It's dark and you got this hum and there's a little bit of a vibration. And well, it's just... Well, <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. I don't know if I can say that. Uh, sorry, Grant. Sorry about that. Well, of course that, you, you know, would so. like it. Uh, <laughs> I don't. It's always it's always made me feel like I would be car sick or something. Well, know. I mean, but it's you. After you do get off the tour bus, though, after being on there for a while, you do feel a little 
you yeah. know, like it's still kind of moving. Well, no, like it's yeah. still well, moving it's got or the something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but yeah. It, it is really comfortable. But yeah, I don't, I don't do that anymore. I fly in and fly out now. Just, so. so why? So you're in Bloomington now. This yeah. is your home. I'm yeah. giving you That's out. What I was just gonna. Oh, talk wow. about. we're like. The, I know. Oh my it's gosh. Creepy. Again, again. Wait, oh how boy. long has this been your home? Well, <laughs> so one week. One week. But I consider it my home. I was born in Evansville, Indiana. So you're a Hoosier. I am a Hoosier. Proud of it. Proud of it. Me too. Proud of it. And then kind of grew up, you know, my younger years call uh, all over and then went back to college here and then but spent my formative years, you know, 20, the last 30 years in San Francisco. But uh, just uh, had some mutual friends, you know, that lived here. And so I would just come back to Bloomington a lot to meet them and then go see my uh, folks and family and stuff down in Evansville. And mm. I just loved this town. And I always said, like, you know, if I ever, you know, sell my property in San Francisco, I'm going to buy a house in Bloomington. And uh, my partner, Allie, and I decided to sell our house in San Francisco. And we bought 10 acres in Southern California and Joshua Tree. And while, uh, while we're building out that property, we... Uh, decided to buy a home here in Bloomington and yeah. we love it I love this community it reminds me of San Francisco 25 years ago the artists wow. here are incredible the musicians are incredible the visual artists are incredible the school the music I cannot say enough great things about this town I feel so blessed to be here well we're really lucky to have you here and thank yes. you for being part of the blooming out show and additional thank you to all of our listeners and volunteers who make this possible Blooming Out is produced by Frankie Presloff. Our executive producer is WFHB News Director Wes Martin. Lucas Fisher is our engineer. For Blooming Out and WFHB, I'm Justin Robertson. And I'm Grant Rollins. And, uh, and this is Frankie Presloff from our Blooming Out family wishing you a good evening. You've been listening to Blooming Out on WFHB. Blooming Out is a product of WFHB's News and Public Affairs Department. Tune in every Thursday evening at 6 p.m. for Indiana's only LGBTQ plus news and public affairs program. You can hear this and other programs online at WFHB.org. Comments and suggestions for future topics or guests can be sent to bloomingout at WFHB.org. That is blooming O-U-T at W-F-H-B dot O-R-G. And thank you for listening. And I gotta be proud and I gotta remember this is what I'm about. Gotta stand up and I gotta be proud and I gotta remember this is what I'm about. And what about being a girl? Well, how could I mind it? And what about being queer? Don't hurt, I am good.